4: Well, hello
5: out there. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. It is Monday, Magic Monday. I like to think that I explode and explosive and full of dynamite every day of the week, but I do love Mondays. After a couple days of recharging my batteries, refilling that dynamite charge, I'm ready to go. Thank you all for joining me. And uh, whether you're listening in your car on AM 1170, if you're watching and listening on Facebook, Wherever. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here. I truly do appreciate the support. Got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking history. We've got a great guest calling in about Jerusalem, Rahim Kassam, who was the senior advisor to Nigel Farage for Brexit, who's going to be here talking about Jerusalem A little later on the show, we've got my favorite gal from Fox News is going to be here talking about the culture wars and some economic stuff. And that's none other than Melissa Francis from Fox News and FBN. And then we've got on our Monday meetums, we've got Cole Harris, who's running for lieutenant governor, because we have an opportunity here in California to take this state back but i got to give a shout out to the to my favorite dude the one who keeps it going here every night of the week on the Andre K show it's dj carrot sticks Ask me carrot, stick. carrot sticks carrot sticks ah that's almost a sweet opening this Ask week for- carrot stick. carrot <laughs> alright um oh wow uh you know i i there's some days where i'm just kind of left aghast when I see like trending news you know as I get ready to do pre-show prep and I know that the top story today is the history in Jerusalem and we absolutely are going to get to that after our first break Um, but one of the reasons why I held that and didn't open with that is because as amazing as that is another example of Trump winning another example of Trump fulfilling his campaign promises it's still not the top story for me it's not the number one thing that we should be talking about today I looked at other trending stories today, and I see I see that there's a story that the Supreme Court has ruled, handed out a ruling, that the states can decide on whether or not they're sports uh, betting, which I don't know. I, I've never talked to DJ Carrot Sticks about this. He's really into sports. Uh, maybe DJ Carrot Sticks thinks that that's a great idea. You know, I don't know. To me, it was kind of like a non-story story You know, it's like, you know, doesn't, I mean, isn't it, isn't it sports betting every year when it's Super Bowl and everybody does like their, their poll, their, their pools? And, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I guess some people said that, yeah, it was a story because, you know, the Supreme Court got it right and put it back to state's rights. I say it's a non-story. I don't care about sports betting. What I care about is the fact that we have a deep state in this country that is attempting to wage a silent coup to take out a free and fairly elected president. And it's for, uh, involving many, many fronts. And and I don't understand how the lead story in other media outlets today is over the Supreme Court and gambling and saying that people can, can bet on sports. Friday afternoon, I think it was, or, or yeah, I think it was uh, Friday night maybe or over the weekend, there were reports that came out Friday morning that there was a mole within the Trump campaign and 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 then we find out that that as the internet sleuth not our own justice department but the internet sleuth did some digging and found out that it's allegedly this guy Steven somebody or other Sadler I guess his name is I'm not you know I don't because there's the story's kind of fallen off the radar so I better not say his name right but there was supposed evidence that this is was who he was there was documentation of how much he was paid by the Trump administration, uh, by uh, the Obama administration and Jim Brenner. There were details that revealed about how he set up Papadopoulos in the UK, which was the excuse that was used to launch an investigation. It was entrapment. It was all a setup. We we know this. Now that story is completely conveniently off the, the radar screen. I don't know why. But shouldn't everybody at least be talking about this? Because that, to me, is absolutely far worse than Watergate. There... We've got now we've got that there was a mole inside the Trump campaign that was doing things like enticing Papadopoulos to go to the UK under false pretenses, planting information to him so that he would get drunk and, you know, whisper it to somebody. And that provided the means for them to launch an investigation on top of the Christopher Steele scene because they couldn't just go to the FISA court with the Steele dossier. Because they knew the steel dossier was completely false. And sure enough, when it was revealed because of Andrew McCabe that it really was the primary thing they relied on, they said, oh, no, we have Papadopoulos. It really wasn't about the Steele dossier. Well, w- w- whether it was 90 percent about the steel dossier and 5 percent about Papadopoulos, it was all illegal. It was all fake, all phony, all lies. It was never based on any probable cause. To me, that should be all day, every day, the number one story that America is talking about. We cannot have this in our country going on. And there's more reports coming out today about Mueller and his and his conflict of interest with this some Russian oligarch. And I'm scratching my head and going, his his conflict of interest is far deeper than that. He was the dude who gave the uranium sample over for Hillary Clinton with the Uranium One deal. There's so much conflict of interest and corruption here. It's, it's mind-blowing. Then you've got Avenatti, who's clearly working on behalf of the Democrat Party, to the point to where Chuck Todd even says to him, are you trying to win a case for your client? Are you trying to take down the president? Well, we know the answer to that. And we still can't find out where, who's paying him. So now Daily Caller and, and Mark Penn and others start to, to reveal the truth about his shady past. And he, lawsuits filed against him from other people who have done business with him. And now he's saying, oh, you better stop. He basically gave Daily Caller uh, a cease and desist order and said, stop or I'm going to sue you for defamation. Clearly, this guy's got no money, got dirty hands. He's clear. He got banking records that were secret, and everybody's talking tonight about gambling. I don't know. Paging Jeff Sessions. What I do know is that we do not have a Justice Department doing its job with an an Attorney General and properly running the the department. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna pick up the story though because we gotta talk about the history being made and a campaign promise fulfilled. By the one president out of multiple who promised to fulfill it. But by the way, i got to remind you guys, this Thursday, this Thursday, we're having a meet and greet the candidates running to replace Daryl Issa in California 49. So you can call for tickets. You can't If you want to come and meet the candidates, you can't just show up. You've got to call and reserve your seat. The number is 858-481-8904. No sales at the door. I will be doing my show from there. And you get to meet the candidates. Phenomenal event. Don't go anywhere. K Show coming up.
1: What a chance to win tickets and more for you and three members of your family to attend Celebrate Freedom this year? The
0: largest one-day music festival in the country.
1: June 30th in Dallas again, and the contest is not only for four VIP seating passes in front of the stage, but platform passes to meet and greet where you'll be introduced to a Celebrate Freedom artist, round-trip airfare, and a two-night hotel stay for all of you, plus special Celebrate Freedom memorabilia, including a guitar or ukulele signed by seven of the performing artists. This is a fantastic, fun family getaway you'll remember forever. Now, to give your family a better chance of winning, one family member a day can sign up at am1170theanswer.com until the sweepstakes ends June 9th. Celebrate Freedom Fun Family Getaway Sweepstakes. From your friends at AM 1170 The Answer. Go to AM1170TheAnswer.com to enter and see complete sweepstakes rules. Stand back while I celebrate
5: freedom. How are all these new tax laws affecting the American homeowner? Andrea Kay here, and making the best use of your financial assets can be difficult. I believe you need a reliable mortgage professional that can help reduce your stress and help manage your available options to create a home loan plan that best suits your needs. If you're not working with someone who has a clear view of what's going on, don't make the assumption that you know how to navigate today's financial home loan obstacles. Call my guy, Dave Stapleton certified mortgage planning specialist with first choice loan services. Dave and his team of professionals will walk you through every element of home financing and they'll point you in the right direction when it comes to financial preparedness. Call Dave today at 760-815-8987. No matter if you're buying or refinancing, Dave is here for you. 760-815-8987. That's 760-815-8987.
8: A lot of large solar companies try to sell you a lease system. The owner of your system, the solar company, keeps a 30% federal tax credit, and they don't pass a refund back to you. In fact, their prices remain just as high. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most of their systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. Don't be taken advantage of by these large solar companies. There are many ways to pay for your system. Then you get to use your 30% tax credit. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly from start to finish, a certified electrical contractor. You must own your system to get your federal tax credit. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. For more information, visit keeganelectricsolar.com. That's keeganelectricsolar.com. Or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today.
1: Why send your child or grandchild to a public school when they could go to one of San Diego's finest private schools for half price with AM 1170 The Answer's half-price tuition program. The 2018-19 school year for half price. Log on to AM1170TheAnswer.com or tap the AM 1170 mobile app for the complete list of schools. Then call us to enroll your child. 844-800-5757. These outstanding schools are going fast, so call now. 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757.
7: The misery of homelessness is everywhere and our government is failing. I will lead the effort to create a joint powers authority to coordinate housing and mental health services for the homeless. My name is John Horst and I approve this message because this is not someone else's problem. I am running for Congress to put my name on it it's time to stop tinkering with failed models and put an end to the excuses. Please visit John Horst for Congress to learn more. Paid for by John Horst for Congress.
6: AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
0: What a glorious day. Remember this moment. <laughs> President Trump, by recognizing history, you have made history.
5: Ah, what a glorious day this is. Absolutely. Although any day that involves Benjamin Netanyahu, my oldest living crush, is a great day for me. My crush only deepens every time I get to see him. Uh, and, And to get to see him with such joy on his face today as... A longstanding promise and commitment that's been made to Israel was finally fulfilled thanks to President Trump, who does recognize history and indeed made history today. Joining me to talk about this historic moment and what it means uh, for peace or lack thereof uh, in the Middle East and in that area is Rahim Kassam. He is the former senior advisor to Brexit leader Nigel Farage. He's written two best-selling books called No-Go Zones, Yes They Exist, How Sharia Law is Coming to a Neighborhood Near You, and Enoch Was Right, Rivers of Blood, 50 Years On. Uh, Kassam is a senior distinguished fellow at the Gatestone Institute, a writing fellow at the Middle East Forum, and a Lincoln fellow at the Claremont Institute. I mean, need I go on? This man knows this area. Hello. Welcome to the Andrea K Show, Raheem.
9: Well, Andrea, I have to take you up on something here because I thought I was your oldest living crush. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you're clearly not quite as old as uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. So you got to get a few more we'll years on there. you. will
4: get there. Yes.
5: But what a day. Isn't it, isn't it truly historic and thrilling and exciting?
9: Well, it is truly historic. And it's not just historic for the state of Israel. I mean, happy 70th anniversary to the state of Israel. Muzzle tov, of course. But it's also historic for the United States because you guys have had uh, for, for the last couple of decades now, president upon president, uh, promising campaign pledges and at AIPAC meetings and rallies and all of this stuff. Yes, we're going to move the embassy. Yes, we're going to move the embassy. Of course, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And of course, nobody has had the brass tacks to get it done. Well, if there was ever a man with the brass tacks to get it done, <laughs> it's Donald J. Trump. And he has shown that today. And what was really extraordinary, actually is that he wasn't even there. People think of, of of Trump as this sort of big narcissist who wants to take all of the credit for everything and be at the front and center of everything. He really let Israel have its day today, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, far less than I can say for uh, the Palestinians and Hamas. Yes,
5: yeah, speaking of which, um, you know, there were many people that said that the reason why there had been waiver after waiver written and that uh, no previous president had been willing to honor the promise to move the embassy and recognize Jerusalem is because it would inflame So uh, the Palestinians and the terrorists who surround Israel, which was basically kowtowing to bullies. And so then there are those who are coming out today and saying, look, 55 dead from and, and um, thousands injured. This is proof that the USA should not have done this. What say you?
9: Yes, of course. I mean, the, the reason we should all not do anything is because we fear evil terrorists uh, uh, you know, reprisals. I mean, it's a nonsense. These people are putting uh, young men and, in fact, a lot of children on the front lines of, of their ideological and theological war against the state of Israel. And our policy, and I really do mean ours, in the Western world's policy towards them has been appeasement for so long. Well, today that appeasement ended, and of course they sent their throngs of activists Onto the front lines to die uh, for the sake of their opposition to the Jewish state in the Middle East, the only free functioning, free press democracy in the Middle East. And you know what's amazing to me is that for decades we've had the Associated Press and Reuters and all of these guys out there really towing the the, the Palestinian and the Hamas mm-hmm. line on all of this stuff. But now we have a situation whereby you have citizen journalists, where you have startup media, you have so many more people on that border. And what did we find out today? We found out that it's actually Hamas that is sending innocent Palestinians, supposedly their brothers and sisters, to die for the sake of what? Opposition to a sovereign nation state.
5: And what did you think of President Trump's response? Because there are many people are saying that, that what he should have done is he should have asked for Israel to temper um their actions and what he did instead was he said no we're going to put the blame where it deserves over to hamas
9: well again you know for decades we've had the united nations and unfortunately for me the british government and all these other international institutions always blaming both sides and particularly actually blaming Israel more, uh, sort of the the, the soft bigotry of low expectations um, uh, towards the Palestinian people that they can't help themselves uh, but to to throw Molotov cocktails and blow themselves up. It's in their nature or it's in the nature of protest. Well, that's obviously not protest. And what's also not protest is trying to get through another nation's borders. You know, just because the European Union lets uh, hundreds of thousands of people penetrate their borders and just because historically Historical U.S. governments have let people penetrate their borders. That doesn't mean to say that that is the nature of nation states. Actually, you know, you can go back as far as the Westphalian treaties to recognize that a nation state does need to police its borders to be a nation state. And I think Israel reminded us of that today. And of course, we mourn the loss of life. We mourn Mm -hmm. any loss of life. You know, as, as a conservative myself, you know, I hold life as the as the primary thing we should defend. But it is not our business to set to take the blame for something that a terrorist entity has done to its own people. In fact, what this has done today for, for President Trump to finally be the american president that says this is hamas's fault and this is hamas's problem it actually shifts the paradigm quite monumentally Mm -hmm. like he did with iran he's now putting the pressure on hamas and saying you cannot have an ongoing situation where a terrorist entity that is by the way a dictatorship in Mm -hmm. gaza says to its people go out and die while we live lavish lifestyles that i think is coming to an end
5: Well, there's but there's also more that you think the President Trump should do. In addition to uh, the embassy calling out Hamas, you've also got some recommendations for him on the next steps. What are those?
9: Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, everyone wants to keep talking about the Middle East peace process, the Middle East peace process. I mean, the Middle East peace process is perhaps the greatest political oxymoron, uh, (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe only second to Senate Intelligence Committee. I don't know. but but there has to there has to be a fundamental uh, uh, shift in what a peace process is and what a peace process looks like uh, the idea that the idea that you know israel should should bend at the knee to individuals or entities that feel that the only way a peace process can come about is if they sacrifice the right to a nation state. Well, this Mm -hmm. is, I think, uh, the key thing that President Trump needs to get across here. It's no longer going well on the one hand this and on the other hand that, like Obama did, like Bush did, like Clinton did, like so many American presidents have done. It is actually about Hey, Palestinian people, if you want a state and if you want a recognized state by the United States, and by the way, it's not like the United States hasn't shown its willingness to cooperate with bad actors. Look at what's going on in North Korea. I -hmm. think the United States foreign policy is now operating on a good faith basis, but from a power perspective, not from bending at the knee. Like mm-hmm. Obama did when he went to Cairo all those years ago and said towards the Muslim world, we're sorry for being us. We're sorry for being Americans. I think that's the first step.
5: Well, and then the next step, I, I agree with you. I, I saw that you had the idea that money is power as well, is that the, that the U.S. needed to stop sending payments to U.N. programs uh, and oh, well. that helped to, helped to fund Hamas, correct?
9: Uh, Well, I mean, this is a massive one. I mean, for, for so very long, the United States has propped up the United Nations and particularly the UN Refugee Works Agency, which is the only United Nations entity that's specifically aimed at a particular people, the Palestinian people. And what the UNRWA also does is it guarantees the Palestinian people a right to pass on their refugee status to the next generation. That is not the case in any other place in the world, in no other refugee agency, for no other UN body for no other sort of international diktat would you have this it is only for the palestinian people that hey you know you might be a refugee but your son's a refugee also and your, your son's son and your son's son's son will be mm-hmm. a refugee also that's a nonsense and the way that's been propped up is unfortunately through us eu uk uh, and united nations funding and and if president trump really wants to get to the crux of what is propped up terrorist entities like Hamas, it's two things. It's that funding, and it's the funding that comes from Iran. Well, we already know he's dealing with Iran. Iran is on the precipice of bankruptcy at the moment. Let's send a real message and stop the UN funding of the Palestinian terrorists.
5: Raheem Kassam, thank you so much for being here tonight on this amazing historic day. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. Alright now, Andrea K Show listeners, we gotta shift gears because we gotta take it all the way from Jerusalem, Jerusalem out here to California. Running for governor, Lieutenant Governor is Colt Harris, and he's gonna be with me after the break. Don't go anywhere more, Andrea K Show coming up.
6: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
7: If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is Tax and Estate Planning Attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444.
5: The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice.
2: In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call. California Deluxe Windows will do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, -windows. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one.
10: CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions
2: apply. Turning 65 is a great milestone and an incredible challenge when it comes to health coverage. The maze of Medicare can be overwhelming. Do you need Part A, B, supplemental, drug coverage? What about dental, vision, and all the benefits you've enjoyed? Relax. Help is as close as Bridalwood Insurance, Medicare coverage professionals who can help you make the best decisions. Bridalwood listens to your needs and explains all the options available. Visit them online at bridalwoodinsurance.com. That's bridalwoodinsurance.com. And set up an appointment for a Medicare specialist to come to your home or office. You've seen the ads, read the brochures, and still have questions. Bridalwood Insurance has answers. Best of all, their guidance is free to you. The company you choose takes care of the fees. Medicare Madness has met its match. Voted Best Insurance Company by the readers of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Bridalwood Insurance, the total healthcare connection for the best of your life. Visit Bridlewoodinsurance.com today. That's BridlewoodInsurance.com.
0: AM eleven seventy The Answer. San Diego.
6: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy The Answer. Welcome back
5: to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you here with me. If you want to meet me in person and come and hang out with me and all the candidates that are running for California 49 Congressman Issa's seat, come to our candidate form on Thursday evening at Delmar Country Club. That's the 17th. You cannot get tickets at the door. You must call and reserve a seat because it's at the Delmar Country Club. You ain't going to get past the gates without calling in advance. The number is 858 481 8904. That's 858-481-8904. And joining me now on our Monday's Meet'em Roundup, because we've got so many um, elections this year in California, and this is a really important one. It's Lieutenant Governor. And joining me now is GOP candidate uh, for Lieutenant Governor. Cole Harris is he- here with me. Hi, Cole. Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
10: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here.
5: All right. Wonderful. Well, first of all, your family is absolutely adorable. And if it was just on adorability, I think you would win hands down because I saw your family on a website. Um, But unfortunately, Cole, people are really, um, you know, joking aside. These are desperate times for those of us in California. And we're really looking for solutions that are going to end the rampant poverty and homelessness from the different hobo jungles we've got and the fact that you can't afford to buy a home here. We've got an open border. We've got problems here in the state of California. In the nine minutes that we have together, I'd like to start with you quickly explaining to people why you're running for lieutenant governor and what can the lieutenant governor do as opposed to being governor?
10: Sure. Well, I, I started running because I've had an itch to scratch for about 10 years. So up and down my circle of friends and people I know and do business with, every time I got into having talking about California politics, we got to the same things. I always got the same things, which were there's really no one good to choose from. They should fix this, or they need to fix that, or this is what they ought to do. Meanwhile, no one was stepping forward to do anything, just complain. So I said to myself, hey, enough is enough of this they, they, they that people are talking about, and I decided to run for lieutenant governor.
5: Okay. Awesome. Now, why lieutenant governor? Because there's a lot of people like, isn't that just kind of like VP Pence, kind of a do nothing, you know, position? What really what power really does a lieutenant governor have?
10: Well, I think the lieutenant governor's position is a little misguided in the the mainstream of things. You know, I'll sit on quite a bit of boards. I mean, I could sit here and go down the responsibilities if you like. But the main the main reason why I chose lieutenant governor is because the lieutenant governor chairs the Commission for Economic Development.
5: Ah, okay
10: so so that's that's responsible for fostering economic growth in california developing and implementing strategies for sustaining and attracting new businesses to the state increasing state exports creating new jobs and stimulating industries statewide so it begs the question is that really happening in california i mean we got we got 2.4 trillion in uh, our gdp and we're our number five uh, economy mm-hmm. but I can't tell you how many trade luncheons, banquets, things I've been invited to, whether it be from, from all, people from Texas, Oregon, different par- states of our, uh, of our nation, and whether it's Hong Kong, Singapore, China, guys, having promoting their initiatives as well, mm-hmm. right here in California. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we, there's, a lot, there's a lot more we could do.
5: Well, let's let's. We need
10: to be having. You know, we need to be having. We need to be doing these same types of things. Because I look at it like this: the pie is the pie is one hundred eighty nine billion dollars. Meaning that's how much money our budget is. We collect it goes to the general fund. Okay. We're doing nothing. We're doing nothing to make the pie bigger. Why can't we be the fourth largest economy in the world? Why do we have to settle with being the fifth?
5: Well, well, let, well, then we've got to properly identify why we're not, and then we've got to properly come up with solutions that are going to actually expand growth because I'm living here exactly. in San Diego in a, in, in a border town, and I personally know businesses whose entire existence is to help manufacturers move their business down and set up a Maquia south of the border. And the problem is, is that the left has for a really long time here in California, done a really good job of demonizing free market principles that involve low taxation and low regulations, all the things that we need in order to spur econ- entrepreneurship and economic growth. And that's a tough sell in a state to sure. where, you know, and so we've got to, we've got to educate people as yeah. conservatives,
10: sure. preaching to the choir, you know, yeah. preaching to the choir on that. I'm, I, I totally 100% agree with you, but what I, what I plan to do my, my approach to lieutenant governor i try to be proactive i'm not going to sit around sitting on my hands because this is what i do every day in my business i do economic development i mean every day i'm focused on this type of thing so
5: uh, well then, then let me ask you this so when you when how do you sell and this has been a problem we've had whether whatever what, whatever the seat anybody was running for whether it's a lo- local or all the way up to president it's a tough it's tougher to sell um, free market principles against entitlement programs it's tougher to sell you know into individual responsibility when you've got the left telling everybody that they're they're they should have free college telling everybody that that whether or not they've got any education or skills that they should be paid $30 an hour these are tough things and when sure. when, when people are people are buying into regulations and high taxation how are you going to how are you going to sell that how are you going to turn that around
10: because you have to agree on what's important. Okay. You have to be pragmatic in your approach to talk about. I do business with people that are left and right, Dems and Republicans, and okay. I tell them the same thing. Hey, let's agree on what's important, even if we got different mindset paths to get to the get to the finish line but let's unite and figure it out together because I was always taught that two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. And if you got to be pragmatic t- towards this, I mean, w- there, there is really a lot of things that we need to do in order to get our arms around all of yes. this. And we need someone out in there with business acumen right. that's going to be able to say, say logically like, no, I'm sorry, but this right. is a pileup, you know, it, right. you know what? And, <laughs> and, but you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not a th- stone thrower. I don't, right. I like to remain classy. I like to stay, stay, t- take the high road on things, but, For me, it's all about pull my arms up, pull my sleeves up, getting to work and 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 going and going forward moving the state forward
5: we've got to somehow um get 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 voters to understand that high taxation and high regulation hurts the very workers um but the that that the left pretends that they care about you know we've got right now in california we've got ab3 something or whatever that it wants to combine Mm -hmm. george washington and abraham lincoln's birthday and you know replace it with May Day, international workers day i mean they've the left pushes all day Need someone day. that's
10: a loyal yeah, you need someone there that's a loyal opposition to the wayward liberals to say, "Hey, again. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing?" Yeah. But, you know, what I really want to do is I really want to focus on being Californian. Okay. Cuz we're getting we're getting we're getting mixed up here. Now, let's put California first. Let's let's get everybody on board with moving California first. We know there's issues. We know that there's problems. Mm-hmm. We know that. Okay, we could talk about the problems till we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. So what I plan to do on being proactive is I'm going to call on everybody in the private sector. Let's say, for instance, let's just pick one issue. OK, I mean, I can go down a laundry list of issues, but let's just say housing because we, we were just yeah, talking. And, about, we, right? and,
5: re- and bear in mind, we've got about a minute and a half left.
10: OK, so I want to call on the best and brightest in the industry participants in every specific issue in, in every industry across the board on the issues and say, hey, Lieutenant Governors having a council, having a think tank this month, it's going to be housing next month. It's going to be education. The next month after that may be energy, but the best and brightest. When I say best and brightest, I mean the top land use attorneys, uh, building, building inspectors, building planners, um, architects, engineers, everyone coming in to address the systemic issues in that particular.
7: Area issue. Right.
10: Area category, Mm -hmm. if you will. And because when we wrote the when we wrote the Constitution of the United States, we didn't just call on you know Joe Schmo. We called right. on the best and brightest <laughs> to come in, and they locked themselves in a the door behind closed doors for forty five days, and they came out with a great thing, stand, a great Constitution that's standing the test of time. Well, I, I, think I we got away from that, right?
5: Well, we're up against a hard break. Cole Harris, I love everything you're saying. I love the fact that you're a businessman and you understand the value of free market principles, and you've lived it. Cole Harris for Lieutenant sure. Governor. Tell everybody real quick how they can see your, find you and what your website is.
10: Okay, website's www.harrisforcalifornia.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Cole Harris CA. Um, appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, and uh, look forward to being there in November.
5: All right. Thank you so much, Cole Harris. And stay tuned, Andrew K. Show listeners, because coming up, Melissa Francis from Fox News Channel and FBN. Don't go anywhere.
4: students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net.
0: This Thursday, The Answer invites you to the Candidates Get to Know You Forum, presented by Del Mar Seacoast Republican Women Federated.
5: This is Andrea Kay. Join me this Thursday to meet, greet, and listen to the Republican candidates for the 49th California Congressional District. I'll be broadcasting my show live from the Del Mar Country Club from 6 to 7 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. And then from 7 to 30, listen, learn, and ask the candidates how they will prevent the Democrats from stealing the seat and keep America great with President that Trump.
0: Tickets are $25 each and include a beverage and hors d'oeuvres. Reservations must be made in advance by calling 858-481-8904. That's 858-481-8904. Or go to am1170theanswer.com for more details. It's the Candidates Get to Know You Forum this Thursday. Presented by Del Mar Seacoast Republican Women Federated. Be there with AM 1170, The Answer. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your
2: big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for ten nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did.
4: Now you can try Transcend
5: and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call Minicap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. One
7: We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right
6: Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now. 855-464-4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. That's 855 464 4774 licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583 an equal opportunity lender AM 1170 the answer you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer
5: Joining me now is Melissa Francis, one of my absolute favorites. You all know her. She's host on Fox News Channel as well as FBN. That's Fox Business Network. And many of you also know that she is the former child star of just a teeny weeny little show. Called little house on the prairie back in the day and she wrote an amazing book that is now out on paper book and i'm so thrilled to have her back the book is lessons from the prairie the surprising secrets to happiness success and Yeah, sometimes just survival i learned on america's favorite show which like i said is now out on paperback thank you so much for being back on my show melissa
3: Oh, I love it. Thank you for having me, and I'm getting back to my California roots. I miss you all out there, and you're enjoying the beautiful (laughs) weather.
5: Yeah, I don't know how much you've stayed abreast of of California politics. You must, because, I mean, you talk about everything. Yeah, Yeah, so you know everything that's happening out here. Yeah. We could, we could do a whole show on that. I do want to get into, uh, pose a couple questions for you about economics a little bit later. But first of all, I want to thank you again for writing this book. I'm somebody that spent my life trying to learn the lessons from other people. I want to learn mistakes that people have made. And I also want to learn what works and successes so that I can, you know, I'm not above cheating and stealing ideas from other people. So I love that. Yeah. So, um, but I have to start. And it does tie into you and and your lessons with today's historic embassy in Jerusalem and the President Trump fulfilling promises that have been made for decades of an embassy in Jerusalem and, and declaring that the capital of Jerusalem. I think that it's an incredibly historic day. I stand with Israel as a Christian. I am just so thrilled with this. I get to extol that because on my show, I'm an opinionator. I'm not a journalist. And, you know, I wonder if there's times like this where it's difficult for you as a Christian being a straight-up journalist in news today.
3: You know, it's interesting. I think that things have really changed in our business. And mostly with, um, you know, social media and so many ways to express yourself, that the idea of journalist as neutral arbiter is kind of gone. Because in my theory, and I talk about this a lot in the book, If you're engaged in covering a topic, you must care about it. I mean, if you don't care and you don't have an opinion, whether it's about politics, religion, whatever it is, why are you covering it if you don't, if you don't care, if you're not engaged, if you don't have an opinion, that's crazy. And in this day and age, the audience can tell by how you tweet, by what you say, they can tell what side you're on. So pretending like you don't have an opinion at all is actually stupid, disingenuous, and I think turns off the viewers instead. My theory is... You come out and own where you're coming from. I'm a free market economist, I studied economics in college, I really believe that people know what is best for their family, they make decisions best based on their family's welfare. I think that the government needs to get out of the way, that they don't know better what is right for my family, they probably don't understand my local economics, and and the, the idea that they're spending my hard-earned tax mm-hmm. dollars on what they think is right is ludicrous, and so much gets wasted along the way. So you boil all that down, I believe, in small government. I've always been very vocal about that, and my viewers know that about me. Mm -hmm. So when I do a debate and I press someone on taxes or I press someone on any issue, you can decide for yourself if I'm doing a fair job knowing where I came from. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm also an outspoken Christian in the sense that you know, I take my kids to church every Sunday and I am so humbled by the blessings I have given been given in my life by God. I do not feel worthy. And I I sit there and I reflect on the mistakes that I've made during the week, the times I've been petty or blared my horn or been jealous of something that someone else got that I didn't. I feel bad about those mistakes and then I just turn my fate over to God. Ask for forgiveness, walk out of church refreshed and renewed with my priorities back where they should be. That's a gift that I try and give my children by taking them to church every week and showing them that example. I'm honest about all those things in my life. And people who read my books or watch my shows, Mm -hmm. as I try to be a fair journalist, you can decide for yourself if I'm Mm -hmm. being fair or not, but I am honest.
5: Well, the cultural thing is really important. It's something that you know. I, you know, my background is such that I read the Communist Manifesto when I was when I was young, and it just really had a major wow. impact on me. And but I think it drove me too much to focus on the economic a- aspect of it in terms of the the. Not that it's wrong, but I'm like a free market, and I studied economics as well. I don't even scratch the surface with your acumen. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I I feel like along the way, I myself and some other Republicans, particularly those in office. Um, focus so much on the economics that we've kind of lost the cultural battle that's going on. And the left successfully took over the media in large ways, um, in, in the majority of the media, as well as, as our schools, as well as the entertainment industry. And in doing so, that their, their push for cultural their cultural Marxist movement has kind of overtaken economics example you know here in California Schwarzenegger ran and claimed that you could be fiscally conservative and socially liberal and that only contributed to the crazy that is California and then by by Republicans not trying to own and take over and deal with this cultural situation it's it's Partly contributed to where California is where now, they use compassion against us. So if you are a free market person, you know that you somehow hate you know poor people. How do you how do you how do how do we fight back against that that cultural stuff? You come out of Hollywood. How have you done it?
3: Well, you know it's interesting. It is very tough in California because I find when I call out there, even to talk to agents or anyone, their small talk at the beginning of the conversation isn't. How are your kids? What's the weather like? It's oh my gosh, the mess President Trump has made, how embarrassing for us as Americans. And they just assume that the person on the other end of the phone agrees with them. And it's amazing to me because they didn't really learn anything from this last election. Mm -hmm. And people went in and, and, you know, a lot of people in their mind understand the truth, which is that I am not a bad person because I don't believe in dependence on the government and I don't believe in enslaving people to food stamps and to government handouts because I believe in the power of the individual to do for themselves the tremendous feeling you get from an honest day's work from somebody mm-hmm. outside the family paying you for a job well done that feeling of empowerment I don't want to rob people of that that doesn't make me a bad person you know that in your heart even if you are talked down to mm-hmm. uh, in a moral way from people who are on the left I think that they've won the left is won for the time being on this front but more and more people are waking up to the reality that maybe they're not alone in their quiet thoughts of no, I don't agree with you, yes. but I'm not going to say something. I will say though you know I have many friends uh in California who feel like they have to go along with the party line in order to work, and that's not just the talking point you know it's many of my friends from college and everywhere else and, and who who just feel like you if you you will be ostracized in business if you don't go along with this group thing, which really is fascism at its finest mm-hmm. and you know it's just um it's the place we're at i mean i think you battle back by I, I mean you're gonna hate it but i take it back to economics the economic reality you know when businesses leave california as we've seen and go go to texas When people realize that they're not getting the benefit of the tax cut because their local and state taxes are eating up all their income and they don't get that deduction any longer. When you realize the real impact of what's going on and that there is possibly another way and people leave and go to other states and realize the other way. I mean, I love Hollywood. They'll go out and shoot something somewhere else Mm -hmm. to save the money. They'll use crews elsewhere. They'll use locations elsewhere. You're like, you know, the reason why you're traveling all that way is because you live in this crazy state and you could just, you know, turn things around. But even, I was reading today um you know your eric garcetti saying um you know democrats we are decent people you know who believe in 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 the math of multiplication and addition not subtraction i was like what i mean (laughs) i'm not saying it verbatim because i had it in front of me earlier today but it's sort of like that you're morally you have to be a democrat um and i just i think that they can win on the tv but in real life, people are just too smart for all of that and see through it
10: eventually.
5: Well, they they try to combat the economics and, and the reality that there's no such thing as a free lunch with the cultural stuff. And one of the ways that they've done it is control the message, and you control minds. The indoctrination centers that they call schools. How did I, I'm curious how, and and I'm and I'm sure you're you're talking about this in the book about how you grew up in that in in, in the indoctrination center of Hollywood. You then ended up in the TV industry. You're a parent yourself. How you how you were able to gird yourself and have that shield of protection against that indoctrination and to parents out there, how are you doing that with your kids? I know I
3: talk about it a lot in the book and um, you know, with my own kids, I feel like, you know, with kids, you don't want to tell them to believe something because again, of course they love to do the opposite of whatever it is. So right. I have filmed them in demonstration in my own life. And I think that they've seen the hard work that my husband and I put in. And, you know, one of the big themes of the book, one of the big lessons that I learned was from Michael Landon, who was somebody, he was the original small business owner in Hollywood. Hmm. I mean, he created the show, he owned it, he wrote it, he produced it, he starred in it, he was the director, he was the first one there in the morning, the last one to leave at the end of the day, he was cheap as hell, you know, and he (laughs) sort of, he, he was so tight But, you know, he had a small dressing room and therefore, by definition, no one could have a big one because he was the biggest star. And he was so smart about just doing everything with economy, no crazy over the top. Hollywood diva mm-hmm. and then sharing with people. You know, he, he rewarded you with years of steady work, which never happens in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he always made it a very fun place to work, but a very focused place to work. And he made sure that people were taken care of, you know, whether it was the food, it was the rap parties, it was the gifts. Like he took care of people, but he let everybody know that in return, he expected hard work. And your reward for that not only was was a good paycheck and a steady job, but it was the pride of being a part of something that was good and that people loved. Mm-hmm. And I remember him treating us like adults and it was like, mm. you're earning an adult paycheck. I expect you to show up lines, learned, face scrub, hit your mark. And then you felt proud when you did well, you know, he called me one take Missy and oh, he, he was praising me. know, yeah, It was praising me as a child for focusing and knowing my lines and getting it done on the first take. And I loved that praise. And I've had that same you know work ethic my mm-hmm. whole life through college and everywhere else and bosses have rewarded it, me for it and and it's been my own reward and i've tried to show my kids that and it's kind of the opposite of what you hear in hollywood and he really ran that set differently. And that's why I wrote the book because, you know, I did more than a hundred commercials. I started in the business when I was six months old in a Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo commercial. And I worked all the way steady until I went off for college. And when I got to college, you know, I wasn't ashamed to work in the kitchen, to chop vegetables, to work three jobs, anything I had to do to earn the money, to do news internships. So I could rake, wake, break into this business, pardon me, (laughs) because I knew that, that, there was pride in every job and pride in every paycheck and in working hard. And I really learned that from him. And in this culture today, that's something that's so often lacking. There's kind of this race to victimhood. Who's the biggest Mm -hmm. victim so that you can get some sort of, you know, booby prize for right. that. And, and it's just the wrong way to think about things. And I actually learned differently in Hollywood and I, I wrote the book for my kids so that it would all be there. And, and I do a lot, it's all self-deprecating humor. I make you laugh the whole way through, but you might as well learn from my hard lessons mm. and pies to the face. I have the five-step formula for turning disaster into golden opportunity. And it sounds silly, but I did so many talks on it, including out there in San Francisco, San Diego. I did a bunch. That it was really something that people responded to, and I decided to dedicate a whole chapter to it in the book. But it's something I learned from him, too. Uh, the exact formula for picking yourself up from failure and going on to something better and that resilience and how to do it specifically. How to chart that course, how to take the first step, how to set your new goal, and then what to learn once you get to your new place. That's- and um, it's just you know, to me has worked.
5: That is so important. There's a story right now going around where there's some squad of of, in high school where, you know, you go out and you, you know, you try out for cheerleader and, you know, either you can do well or not. And, you know, you, they only have certain number of spots on the team. Well, these girls, I guess there was these five girls that didn't, that didn't, you know, have, they couldn't do a herky or jump or whatever it was. And they ended up complaining. And so the, the high school decided that everybody should make the cheerleading squad. Well, you know what, that school failed those girls because that's not going to prepare them for life everything you've talked about is is the lessons that kids need to learn so that they can be successful in life because life isn't going to give you a job just because well 200 people interviewed for the job so i guess we need to hire 200 people that life doesn't work that way
3: no and and when we do that to our kids you know you're obviously you're saying this we're not doing them any favor because they're not learning resilience and i'll tell you the very best lesson that you can ever learn is from total failure. That was one of the lessons I learned. And it sounds really simple, but the greatest gift was that once I had rebuilt my life, I knew the next time life knocked me to my knees, because without question it would happen again, that within me, I had the strength to pick myself up by myself and get back on my feet
5: and face life. What do you think? I think this book needs to be taught in every school around the country because truly okay. these are the life, life lessons that kids need, need to understand and need to hear and learn from in order to pre- prepare themselves for adulthood. The book is Lessons from the Prairie, The Surprising Secrets to Happiness, Success, and Sometimes Just Survival I Learned on America's Favorite Show. Melissa Francis, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Isn't she darling? I mean, she is just she is just the cutest thing. Um, by the way, if you want to get a signed copy of your book from Melissa, you can send a sent by by the book, send it to her at Fox News Channel channel at one two one one Sixth Avenue, New York, New York, zip is one zero zero three six, and she will sign it and she will pay for the postage to mail it back to you. And by the way, do not forget this this Thursday, the seventeenth. We've got our meet and greet the candidates Thursday. The number to call to reserve your seat, 858-481-8904. That's 858-481-8904. I will be there doing my show from 6 to 7, and I will be right back here tomorrow night as well, 6 to 7 p.m. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Thanks to my guest. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all.
0: The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.